0: Good morning everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Apart from attendance at a memorial service for a friend who was a parishioner of St. Columbus quite a few years ago, I first attended St. Columbus. Up in Toronto and being brought up as an Anglican, it was natural for me to join through revolutionary law when <laughs> I moved to the United States some four decades ago. I had, I well, was sporadically attended a number of Episcopalian churches in the area before coming to St. C.'s. I was undoubtedly attracted to the liturgy, the ritual, music, and language of the church, but I have to confess, I have become skeptical about Christianity's basic doctrines. That being said, it is now obvious to me that I was never a total skeptic and certainly not an atheist. There were definite signs pointing in another direction altogether. I had long been an admirer of C.S. Lewis, particularly of his spiritual autobiography, surprised by joy, which I commend to you, and of uh, the screw letters. Leo Tolstoy's longish short story, The Death of Ivan Illich, has captivated me ever since I read it over a few decades ago. It is a harrowing account of an intelligent and well mannered man whose life has been utterly meaningless, although a dreadful and fatal illness ultimately redeems him just before he dies. Or religious music. But at least temporarily, sound like that. And I also remember a time when I was in Jerusalem in the old city on business some 15 years ago, when I unwittingly stumbled across the Via della Rosa and found myself, as I turned around, before one of the stations of the cross. I don't remember which one, but I do well remember the spontaneous saw I uttered at sight. But I digress. So let me get back to my story. When the time for communion came on that hot spring morning in June of last year, a very kind person sitting next to me asked if I wanted the officials to bring me the bread and water. Sorry, bread and wine. She told me that I looked as if I were in pain when I asked why she had required and indeed, standing up. Was causing me discomfort because of the effects of a hip provision surgery late the previous year. As I recall, I declined politely, I hope politely. If by chance she's here today, uh, I don't remember what she looks like, but I will always remember her kindness. I politely declined and made my way, halting me up towards the altar. Uh, towards the altar. I took the wafer and then stooped to drink from the chalice. As I drank the wine, tears came to my eyes and the thought came to my mind that I should simply tell the most basic of my doubts to go take a hike. <laughs> Eat. The language that might have come through my head might have been a little less polite than that, I don't know. <laughs> He asked the reader to picture him as the most dejected convert imaginable. But I did not feel dejected. I think perhaps that I felt a sense of relief. Later, I also thought of wonderful words from the King James Version of the Bible that we find in him the Messiah, Andrew's Messiah. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. I also thought of the overwhelmingly powerful ending of Tolstoy's story, The Death of Garden Village, where the protagonist, just before dying and after suffering indescribable physical and more importantly moral pain, conquers his fear of death as he realizes that his family would be better off if they were spared through the witness of his sufferings. What joy to himself just before he dies, as I think Thalston meant before entering into eternal life, having renounced his means of existence. Someone in the death chamber says, it is finished. And the dying man thinks to himself, death is finished, death is done well. This is the theme, I think, of Susan Fanger's wonderful Labor Day uh, Sunday sermon. You will not be surprised to hear that. A short Story. I think it could be read by anyone from committed atheists to most fervent Christian, but if you are in any sense at all a Christian, I would urge it upon you. It's available in print form in collections of Foster short stories, and I think you can even download it for free from the internet. I did not return to the church until Easter time of this year. The second half of last year saw me spending many more nights in the hospital except to say that the years ago was excruciating the hard on my family, my wife Carolyn and daughter Marjorie. As a consolation, they acquired a beautiful little calico well, cat named Sweet Pea, or Sweet Pea for short, who has become the family's delight. When I did return, finally, last spring, in much better health, I was warmly welcomed and taking the plunge, I joined the choir. I had had some experience singing at another church in a choral society of the World Bank in the International Monitoring Fund where I had worked for many years. Yes, believe it or not, that den of mammon has a choral society and we don't simply sing the funny makes the world around. <laughs> um, and our marvelous, wonderful director of music, her husband, David, um, our baritone soloist, I must confess to the sin of envy when it comes to David. He has a wonderful voice. However, it's a sin of which I'm conscious, and I can't help remarking that unconscious envy is truly an ugly thing. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, sorry, uh, read the whole choir has welcomed as me like a brother, and indeed so has the whole church. Are the doubts of which I spoke complete vanquished? No. But I have taken what I feel is a great stride along the journey of faith, that sentence that so beautifully begins, communion, part of the service every morning. St. Columbus has become a great part of my life, even, I would say, a second home. God bless you all, and thank you.